Hello, welcome to episode one of our podcast here at the Education Design Lab. Here at the lab, we are a diverse team with an expertise in higher education who believes that designing models from the learning perspective can help address equity and skills gaps in the world of work, and that education is the most important lever for economic mobility. My name is Ayana Conway. And I am the social media and community specialist here at the Education Design Lab, and I will be your host for this episode. Today, we are going to be interviewing a very special guest. She is the head of design programs here at the lab and has over 17 years of experience in higher ed. She graduated from McKendree University and began working as an admission counselor right after graduation. She immediately saw a need to design better pathways for transfer students transitioning from a two-year to a four-year institution. She then worked directly on the Department of Labor's Trade Adjustment Assistant Community College and Career Training Grant, which means she's a pretty big deal. Her main focus there was to help bridge the gap between technical associate degrees and the paths these students have to take in order to earn a bachelor's degree. Fast forward a few years, she joins the lab and starts her career in the same line of work, co-leading and designing the two- and four-year institution teams, participating in the Seamless Transfer Pathways Design Challenge here at the lab. This challenge focuses on improving transfer rates and voucher degree completion rates by looking at the student's point of view. Now, she leads lab initiatives with our post-secondary education and training partners interested in learning how implementing the lab's learner-centered design process can help them better understand their learners and their communities. And without further ado, please help me welcome Leslie Darty. Thank you, thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us here today and taking out the time to be our very first guest on our podcast here at The Lab. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me and also just for, you know, bringing a new platform for us to be able to talk about the work that we do at The Lab and to learn from others. So excited to be here. Oh, we're... 10 times more excited to have you. If you didn't know who Leslie is and you didn't um, have any idea what the lab is all about, now you know. Leslie, how does it feel to be yet another guest on a higher ed podcast? Um, Well, it feels amazing. I love being on podcasts in general, but this is a little different because this is my first video podcast. So it's a little bit different of a prep perhaps than in the past when it's just an audio podcast. So excited. Yeah, I know. I mean, the podcasts have grown tremendously. And quite frankly, I'm a first timer as well. This is my first video podcast, podcast host slash producer experience. So I'm learning as I go. And that's that's what we're here. That's what we're all about here at the lab. Um, And if our listeners and watchers did not know, As we stated before, this is our very first podcast, and Leslie is pretty famous when it comes to higher ed podcasts. She's been on five podcasts, so technically this would be your sixth podcast, correct? Yes. Yeah. My first podcast was in 2017, so actually right before I came to the lab, Um, and perhaps just a different time of podcasting and remote work and all sorts of different things in 2017 compared to today. 
I know. 2017 to now is a drastic change in terms of technology and just everything that we have access to nowadays. But um, speaking of podcasts and being a guest, after you finish recording and it's public, do you actually sit and listen to yourself on the podcast? That's a great question. And I will say eventually, um, but I also, I don't know, like there's just something I think about my own voice and it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe if I have my mom or like my partner listen first and they're right, also super supportive human beings, which is also helpful. And they're like, yes, you know, it sounded great. And then I will go back and listen. But I will tell you too, that I always do it like when I'm walking, you know, or something else. So, you know, it gives me a little bit of, I don't know. I need that sort of like encouragement, right? And then to listen and then to be able to go out and you know do it. And I think that's actually how I listen to almost all of my podcasts, like while I'm walking or out doing other things. So yeah. Good to know. You gotta stay active when you're listening to a podcast. But I totally agree with you, Leslie. I actually have that kind of pet peeve myself. It is definitely super strange to listen back to your own voice. So We'll see how this podcast host uh, pans out for me here at the lab. I'm sure it'll turn out great. It's more so a me thing than it is anything else. 100%. Yeah. And on this one, you get to see yourself as well, right? So that's a, a, an added element. So I know. We're all about visual and being visible here in the higher ed space. So, Leslie, we invited you here as a guest on our very first podcast to hear more about how someone should prepare to be a guest on a podcast. And given that you are a seasoned professional, <laughs> what would you say is something that guests should do in order to prepare? Um, I think the first thing, which right now we can do that, with this, is to listen to the podcasts that you're going to be on, right? Um, all podcasts and the ones that I have been on before have a different cadence, different posts. So I think really acclimating yourself to, you know, what, what is the podcast about? Like, what does it feel like? Is it a lot of questions from um, the host? Is it more you talking like, but just really spending some time listening, right? So you can just know more about specifically, like how it looks and how it feels um, from other guests perspectives, so that you're ready when you uh, walk into the door, open the do whatever it is uh, now when we talk about. But I think that's the most important thing. Like make sure that you know like that podcast. Um, yeah. And being that this is our very first episode, we technically don't have, you know, uh, our episodes for you to be able to research, but given that we are both employees at the lab, we kind of are familiar with each other, familiar with each other's work and what the lab is all about. So <clears throat> hopefully that kind of helped you prepare for this episode. And <clears throat> speaking of the pre-production um, process, would you say that it's pretty much industry standard to have some sort of pre-podcast chat before you actually sit down and film? Um, yes. It, I mean, it's happened on every podcast that I've been, whether or not that that has happened um, like in person or online or even through perhaps some Google Docs or whatever that is before. But definitely um, 100 percent. It's been great to kind of, again, like put us into 
that mindset of what we're, what are we going to be talking about? Like, why is it important that we're having this conversation today? Who other, I will say that this and maybe one or two other podcasts are the only ones where I've been the only guest. A lot of times there are multiple guests, right? So you want to be able to not only feel comfortable with the host, and understand the technology, but all the, the other guests as well, especially if you are uh, recording with multiple people. Yeah, I could only imagine, pardon me, I could only imagine being in a room full of people that you don't necessarily know. Um, so being more familiar and acclimated with that person and kind of their conversation style and mm-hmm. uh, how they interact with one another is definitely going to play a part in Having a successful podcast, uh, let alone being a successful and prepared guest. 100%. And how your work intersects, right? That's a big piece because you're often on a podcast to talk about a specific right, um, opportunity or things that are happening within the space where you're the expert. So to understand how your work connects to others is really important. If you are listening instead of watching, uh, Leslie and I had our own chance to have our own pre-podcast chat And so I definitely see how much that is helpful for the podcast preparation and producing aspect of it. So um, definitely recommend if you are preparing to be a guest on a podcast to have some sort of touch base before you actually sit down and film. Do you agree, Leslie? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now, the question we've all been waiting for, Leslie, is what are your top three podcast guest tips? Hmm. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit, like, know your host, know the podcast, like, set up, how long you're going to be there, what are some of the questions, are there additional guests, that's all in one, okay, oh, so I'm right, <laughs> uh, the other thing, too, is, like, right, make sure that your space is um, conducive to be able to record, make sure that you are familiar with the technology, um, I you know, before we recorded this, I said, I am making a big mistake as a podcast guest because I have animals, a dog and a cat in the room with me. And a lot of times, sometimes that doesn't work out very well. But I think you need to really think about your space, right? Think about the technology. And then I think the other thing is, and this is something that is sometimes I have to remind myself, like you are being invited, right? Because you have a, um, you have a great, you know, view or understanding of the topic at hand. So, you know, go in with some confidence in knowing, right, that you've been invited to be a part of this discussion. Um, and so go in with that and just have fun, right? Um, it, it's a really cool experience, especially, right, being able to connect with others in the field. Yes, Leslie, you definitely need to have fun. If you're not in it for the fun, I don't know what you're doing it for. hundred <laughs> percent. And now that we've kind of talked about, you know, preparing for a podcast and kind of the production side of a podcast, let's talk about the favorite part you and I both love, listening to our voice. (laughs) (laughs) After you record a podcast, Leslie, how much of the actual interview would you say makes the final cut? You know, um, in my experience, it's been almost all of it in some way, shape or form. But I think that's because we walked in knowing how long we had to record, right? So knowing that the podcast was going to be an hour, 
felt and looked different to me as a guest when I was preparing my answers or even thinking about the topic and what I wanted to convey during that time. So a lot of times I would say most of it, uh, I really appreciate, and I almost said it right there, I really appreciate those that take out some of those pieces, right? Where, you know, again, listening to yourself, I've already done on this podcast, I'm like, do not say 100% again, because you've done it three times, right? But I think it's having that conversation, um, but, and working with like the host to have that, and also advocating for yourself when you, when you felt like perhaps you didn't convey the message that you were hoping to, um, or stumbled in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, those parts are cut out, but I think, again, if you have that really powerful prep, you know, you can go in there and be able to say what you need to say and have those conversations and really not have a lot of that dialogue cut in uh, post-production. Okay. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be 100% perfect either. And I think having that on the forefront is definitely going to help um, the overall process, I guess you could say, from a podcast. Right. Well, I think, right, the recognition that we're all humans, right, in this field and we're having these conversations and we're being very real, right, about the topics and about what we're learning and about the learners, you know, at the lab that um, that we're working with on a daily basis. And so um, being 99%, I'll say that, right, instead of 100%, you know, perfect, right, isn't the real lived experiences of how we're working every single day. And so having that come across, I think is really important um, in the mediums that we're, we're talking about our work. Now I'm like hesitant because I definitely want to say 100%, but it's, it's totally fine. Um, speaking of all the good stuff being packaged in a podcast, Leslie, what do you wish you knew before being a podcast guest, maybe even some yays or frustrations that you had? You know, again, I've been super lucky um, with all of the guests um, and the hosts that I've been a part of. But I think, too, um, you know, a lot of it is can we have um, a running list of questions that we think that we're going to get to? We don't normally get to them all. And sometimes conversations change and we want to be able to have that fluidity but having that is really important for me, right? I, I'm somebody that likes to be prepared, right? So having that is really important. Um, the other thing that I will say that has been frustrating in the past is that when you can sort of feel that the host doesn't have a grasp or perhaps hasn't, um, hasn't been able to read or be a part of the material that you're talking about, in that moment, right? Um, because you don't only have like 30 minutes, you know, or an hour, whatever that time it is a short time. And if you're sharing it with people, you kind of want to jump right in, right? So what are these big insights and not have to perhaps go into some of the background information in those ways. And so I think for me, that's been too, I'm like, oh, we didn't get to write the heart of what we were talking about because of the time. And because perhaps the host hadn't had that background information. So I think that's really, you know, the only sort of frustration that I've had uh, in the past. But again, that um, it hasn't happened very often. I definitely think that we have a great opportunity to be in a space where it's not necessarily in the forefront within the higher ed community. Um, you do see certain higher ed 
professionals um, like yourself um, who are guests on podcasts, but I think there there is room for a higher ed centric podcast to really take off and grow. And it's just super exciting that we're doing that here at the lab. Yeah, I love that. And, and like I said, you know, I listen to podcasts when I'm walking or I'm driving or I'm grocery shopping, all of those things. And I think, you know, any time that we can take those learning experiences and put them into a medium where people can consume them, that's not just at your desk reading or these things like are really important, like for the field and also just for our own professional and personal growth. Love that, Leslie. Well, would you happen to have any takeaways from your experience being on other podcasts that the lab should utilize or take into consideration as we continue to develop? Hmm, That's a great question. I think, you know, some of the things that I've talked about before, like ensuring, right, that we have the right setup, that we are being really, um, you know, forthcoming with what the topic is going to be. And we have done our own internal research, right, on that piece. And I also think the other thing is to, that it's okay to have guests that have differing opinions on some things. Um, and so that might be something as we think about, right, the world of work, which is very diverse and there are a lot of things going in, to be able to bring in those different conversations that perhaps are all aligned, right, on those outcomes and that impact. Um, I think that that just, again, it helps us think differently and outside perhaps our lived experiences in the boxes that we live in as designers at the lab. So I would encourage you, like, let's find those that are doing similar work and let's find others, right, with diverse perspectives so we can push ourselves, again, as professionals in our thinking around the work that we do. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen much of, like, a contradictory sort of, I um, topic or guest kind of banter back and forth and it's still be like super entertaining and um, amplifying to within the higher ed space that is. Um, speaking of higher ed, <laughs> um, are there any topics offhand that maybe um, you're seeing a trend in similar to your what's up with that <laughs> here in the lab? Yes. So, you know, well, I think, right, so trending higher education, um, I think that there are also some uh, and why I do the what's up with that, what's up with that segment at the lab is to also talk about some of like the historical like context behind higher education and what that means and how it really impacts all of our work. You know, we just, you know, we're talking about accreditation a couple of years ago, right? That or a couple of months ago, that is something that really impacts our work. So I think that that um, is super important to understand that. But I also think, right, that there's so many amazing people out there really trying to think about um, how can we better support learners? And that support looks so different in higher education. We're talking about academic support in one way, non-academic support, community support. So I think that that would be, you know, something that I would ask us to really expand. Like, what does that word support mean? And how are people doing that differently, not only within higher education, right, but from all of the different sort of human services background and how do we see that really impacting the learners with what our goal is, right, is to get them into family sustaining jobs, right, and to get them to their own personal goals. So how can we think about that? Um, And so I guess, yeah, I would think about beyond what does really support mean and who are the other people in the field doing that um, and how can we learn from them 
you know, as we work in this very, you know, smallish right space of higher education. Yeah, I want to kind of throw in my supervisor, Stephanie. If you do not know who Stephanie is, hopefully she'll feel comfortable being a guest, but she is all about amplifying our partners and our our what we like to call innovator network and showing how we can help support them and how they kind of help support us and vice versa. Um, so to piggyback on that idea of support, um, that will definitely be a central focus here um, at our podcast here at the lab. Now, at the end of every podcast, Leslie, we would like to ask our featured guest a some sort of thought-provoking question. So the question for you is, who would you like to see next on our podcast? Well, beyond Stephanie, right? We already talked about her, but if I keep beyond the lab, um, there's so many, you know, especially as we start right, this process, I think that there are so many others um, in this space that are hosts. So I'm, you know, interested, you know, an interesting thought might be interviewing a host next to talk about that experience, but also, you know, why they were excited to get into this space. And so one of my favorite higher ed podcast host, we'll say this, is my friend, uh, Dr. Matt Newland. And so Matt Newland actually hosts a podcast called The Rural um, College Student Experience. So he has a student come in and talk about sort of what's happening within their life and the rural experience. And then he brings a professional in to have that conversation. And the student also becomes the co-host. So it's just a really great, it's just a really cool um, experience that he's put together. And so Anyway, I'm thinking again, like me as sort of the podcast guest person, like having a host, somebody like Matt that has experience on both sides might be interesting to learn more as we as we continue to prototype, right, and launch uh, this podcast with the lab. And that sounds like a really cool setup to have a yeah. student come and, you know, share their voice. I definitely want to come in the rural education. Student yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's. The rural, okay, so now I'm at, it's the rural student experience podcast. Yes. yes. Which you were, yes. which you were a guest on. Oh yes, I was. <laughs> In fact, yes, with an amazing student, right? That I learned so much from. Um, so that's why I really one of my favorite podcasts to be on to have that experience and be able to talk to students. Um, so important to our work at the lab and to be able to have that experience on a podcast was super cool. And so, um, and that's doing that um, in a lot of different spaces. So you would definitely be somebody that I would recommend talking to. Well, hopefully we can get him here on our podcast here at the lab. That actually concludes our first episode. So thank you so, so much, Leslie. Again, I will give us a cheering. I love this platform. I love the ability that we have the opportunity to create a video podcast on Riverside. So shout out to them and shout out to you, Leslie, um, for taking the time out to be here today. We greatly appreciate all the tips that you were able to provide um, for anyone who is looking to be a podcast guest. You're welcome. And thank you again. Like I said, thank you so much for bringing this and, you know, exploring this medium. And I think again, um, I'm just really excited to see it grow, just like we have had so much growth in the lab um, in the past few years. This is the perfect complement to that. So thanks to you uh, and the rest of the comms team.
Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode, and we will see you on the next one. As your podcast host, I would just like to say thank you so much, Leslie, for being our very first podcast guest and giving such great advice on how anyone can also be a great guest on a podcast. If you're watching and listening to our podcast, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.